Hey everybody, welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, where we're applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode and all of our episodes are powered by Navigators Church Ministries. To learn more or to get connected, go to navigatorschurchministries.org and don't forget to sign up for their brand new newsletter. Episode one just came out today. It was straight fire. You can learn more, navigatorschurchministries.org. Man, I'm excited for today's episode. Justin, why don't you tell us what it's all about? Yeah, absolutely. So today we're talking about the difference between accountability and disciple making. And this is continuing. If you've been on this journey of season three with us, you know that we are about bringing clarity of disciple making to you and trying to make it as clear as possible. And one of the ways that we're doing that is just by talking about things that are kind of close or related to disciple making and that sometimes are honestly confused with disciple-making. And so this episode is perfect for anyone who's been confused or perhaps has some confusion about the difference between accountability and disciple-making. So let's just start out with a bit of a history around accountability, and this is at least what I'm about to share with you uh, as a history in the U.S. here. Um, And then Tony's going to share some broader, deeper history for us Um, But accountability partners in America were pretty well culturally introduced as a weight loss concept in the 1960s. And it really kind of gained ground and popularity in the Christian culture uh, here in America in the 1990s around promise keepers uh, that mostly men's, I think might have been exclusively a men's ministry. But in Mm. 1993, uh, Professor Howard Hendricks, a lot of you might know that name gave a speech at a conference, and he said this, a man not in an accountable relationship is a moral accident waiting to happen. And so from there, in the 1990s, 1993 that was spoken, accountability relationships, accountability partners really expanded into the churches and became kind of a really common practice of the way that people did life and did faith together. And so you can see how from there, how it could be easily um, confused or, or bleeds into the concept of disciple making. So um, that's kind of some of the background, some of the context that we wanted to lay for you. And if we think about the historic church, Justin, I think that there's some interesting takeaways when it comes to accountability. Now, some of you know that I am part of the Wesleyan tradition and otherwise called the holiness movement. And a part of the holiness movement was very similar to what you're talking about with promise keepers, trying to get people in intentional groups for the sake of holding them accountable in their walk with the Lord. Now, in the Wesleyan tradition, in some Methodist churches even still today, there's something called a band meeting, a B-A-N-D, band meeting, where people gather together and they confess sins. John Wesley, the founder— Wait, wait, wait. The band meeting is not like the Beatles? not like that sort of thing? Well, there's nothing cooler than saying I'm in a band, but it's not that kind of band. <laughs> right. <ever>. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> okay. 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 Um, so, <laughs> you know, the, the best part about that joke is I use, usually the one to make it. And I just love the <laughs> fact that you, you belted in with that. Um, so yeah. So John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, he said that everyone needs to be in these same gendered accountability groups called bands. Right. And so it's a part, it's a tool in our walk with the Lord. He would say that it's part of the discipleship kind of 
pathway that you're you start out in a class meeting which would be like today's version of a small group then you go to a band meeting which is like today's version of accountability groups and then you go to worship and disciple making from there on and so Mm. forth Mm. and so that's kind of the more historic broader picture of accountability groups at least in the holiness movement in the historic church yeah that's so helpful so in Today's church, today's world, modern world, 90s forward, um, accountability is and should be a part of disciple making, right? So accountability is helping somebody meet the goals that they've intended to to do, right? They set goals and then they should carry them out. They should obey, be obedient. They should apply and be faithful to the things that they've said that they will do. And providing accountability is really just a piece of saying, hey, how'd it go? Did you do it? That is helpful accountability within a disciple-making relationship. Then when we talk about accountability partners, um, I had one of those oh, a couple decades ago even, and, and here's how it went. And it was pretty typical of what typically happens with accountability partners is you have a set of the exact same questions and you go through those questions time after time, week after week. And they're good questions. Things like, how many times did you read the Bible this week? How have you shared Christ with others this week? Um, You know, if you have a goal around exercise, it might be, did you exercise, you know, three Mm -hmm. times this week or whatever it is. And you ask those questions to the accountability, the person that you're holding accountable, they ask them to you and it moves forward in that way. Uh, Disciple making is different than that. Okay, so we're going to share with you three ways that disciple making is different from accountability And, and much like these other episodes that we've done on the differences, please hear us. We are in no way saying that accountability is bad or wrong or we need to avoid it. We're just trying to create that clarity for you in that it is it is different than, than disciple-making is. So the first way disciple-making is different from accountability, disciple-making is focused on becoming, accountability is focused on behaving. Okay, and we, almost, we hear that in the Howard Hendricks quote, right? A man not in an accountable relationship is a moral accident waiting to happen. And so it's like, well, if you're not in this accountability relationship, you're not going to behave, you're not going to do what you ought to do. And in disciple making, we aren't focused uh, exclusively or, or as the main thing on behavior. We are more focused on becoming now, becoming involves behavior, right? We can't become like Jesus if we're not acting like Jesus. But at the same time, we could externally act like Jesus and still not become like Jesus. And so we're not looking only at the outward. We're also looking at the inward because in disciple making, we believe that the inward comes out. What's in here will come out in your behavior, your responses, your reactions, And so that's the goal, the overarching goal of disciple making. And I think of Luke 640, uh, where Jesus says, a student is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. And so that's the picture that in disciple making, we are seeking to become just like Jesus. That's a great point, Justin. The second point in disciple making, which makes it different than accountability, is the natural hierarchy of the relationship. So in disciple making, the discipler leads. They show up intentionally to take the conversation somewhere, very similar to a dance, right? Both people are equally important in the dance. 
they partner together in the dance, but one person has to lead. In disciple-making relationships, what we see is that the discipler is the one who's leading the conversation with intentionality, building the relationship with intentionality, and has a vision of where they're going. I think we see this in scripture, the way Timothy and Paul have a relationship, right? Paul calls Timothy, my spiritual son in the faith, right? First and second Timothy are basically Paul's intentional vision for Timothy's life in ministry. And so in accountability relationships, what we see are something very different. Like you said, there's kind of a a set standard group of questions. People are are partnering together for a desired um, conversational outcome, not life transformation outcome like disciple making is. So accountability, both people are showing up, both people are important, but no one has to be in charge because the conversation is really the whole reason why they're there. They're there to have that accountability conversation. In disciple making, I want to disciple someone to be like Jesus and hopefully take them to a place where they've never been before. So there's a little bit of intentional difference. And and I just want to drill down on one particular piece. The piece is this vision. Because in disciple making, I have a vision that the person I'm discipling will go and do the same, right? The same way that Jesus did in Matthew 28. That vision is the driving factor. In an accountability group, we're not talking about uh, a vision where someone, there's no like grand vision there where someone's going to live without sin. Instead, it's very different. People are going to just trying to sin less or not keep doing the same sin over and over again. That's the difference in accountability versus disciple making. So again, pay attention to your relationships and the hierarchical order of them. Are you going somewhere or are you just coming together to just talk through something? Both are important, but one is disciple making. The other is not. Yeah, that's excellent. So, uh, so far we've been through the first two, right? The first difference is disciple making is focused on becoming, but accountability is focused on behaving. Second one, Tony just talked about disciple making. Uh, in disciple making, the discipler leads, the disciple maker leads. But in accountability, nobody really leads. You're kind of just doing it together uh, by asking those questions and holding each other accountable to those things. So the third thing, though, is, and this leads in really well with what you ended with, Tony, about vision. Uh, the third one is disciple making must have a measurable kingdom outcome. Mm, that's good. But accountability may not. And so another way to think about it is disciple making will multiply. Accountability will not multiply. If it's if it's strict accountability, um, there's nothing built into that system, built into that relationship that necessitates or aims at multiplication. And so that, for me, is a huge difference. Again, accountability is helpful for some things, but if we're trying to multiply our lives, if we're trying to fulfill the Great Commission, the vehicle of accountability does not lead towards that. And so, um, but disciple-making does. Disciple-making, if you are in a disciple-making relationship and you don't have vision or you're not moving towards reproduction, replication, multiplication, you're really not doing what Jesus did and you're not fulfilling the Great Commission. And so that, even though it comes last in our three, uh, for me might be the biggest one that I feel like, wow, we cannot miss that. 
you guys might remember a conversation that we had um, a couple episodes ago about this idea about coaching. For me, this falls into a very similar vein when we think about coaching and disciple making versus accountability and disciple making. I can hold someone accountable apart from Jesus. You know, I, I, I have done that before. I, I've got a group of sixth graders who I coach and I hold them accountable to the expectations we've set for each other as a team, like how many free throws they're going to shoot, all these things. Like you can have a really great relationship with someone based in accountability that is fun and it's good and it's decent, but it's not the same as building the kingdom of God. And so I think one of the good litmus tests that we can give ourselves when we think about the relationships that we're in and whether or not they're disciple making is, am I pushing someone to reproduce in the image of Jesus, right? Mm. Is that the end game? Is that the fruit? Is that the, the kingdom outcome? And I think that greater purpose really is like, if you're not going to hear anything else, when you think about the relationships that you're in, think about that. Will they reproduce in the image of Jesus when we're done? If the answer is yes, then you've got disciple making. If the answer is no, you probably have something else. Yeah, that's really good because what that question does, Tony, is it frames the growth that we are trying to get, right? Because most Christians and what they're doing, whether it's being in a mentoring relationship or an accountability relationship, their desire is to grow, but oftentimes they don't know why. They don't have a direction for that growth. It's just growth almost for growth's sake. But that question of, am I moving towards multiplication? Am I moving towards fulfilling the commission and the mission that God has given me in life, it really frames the reason for that growth. I'm not just growing for myself. I'm not just growing so that others can look at me and perhaps say, oh, you know, I know he follows Jesus. And so, yeah, maybe I need to be like that. Maybe that'll help me. No, we are growing so that we will be a tool in the hands of the Father that is able to be used in many, many different contexts and with increasing effectiveness. And that effectiveness needs to be kind of contextualized into this idea of discipling others and making disciples of those who currently are not. Uh, Love that point, Tony. Tony, let me ask you this question. Um, What has been your experience in being in an accountability relationship? Like, have you ever been in kind of that pure accountability relationship outside of a disciple-making context? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have been in a relationship with another pastor and we have a, what's called a band meeting. I mentioned it earlier, this kind of Wesleyan tradition of accountability. And the way it works is we get together, we go through a list of questions, historic questions that John Wesley came together, but you can kind of boil them all down to one question, which is what sins have you committed in your life? And, <laughs> and, and that's what we do. We get together and we confess sins. We're peers we love each other. It's a safe place for us. It's a way to make sure that we uh, we do our best to to kind of repent from sin. It's a, it's a place where we come to repent. And I look at it as a tool in my walk with the Lord. So mm. it's not disciple making. It's not um, it's not even my counselor. I have a counselor. It's not that. This is just a a pure confession of sin, and um, and he. He knows what questions to ask me if I'm wading into sinful places. And here's why this is important. I know that if I'm sinning, I'm less effective as a disciple maker. If I'm actively living in sin, I'm less effective as a pastor, as a husband, as a father, right? So 
accountability groups are, are important as a tool to make sure that you are as effective as you can be in your other relationships. I'll also say this, you can have accountability in disciple making. You can frame it up together. They're not, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. They can be together. In this particular case, they're exclusive, but you can have both in one relationship. But again, the intentional intentionality of the two relationships are the same. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's really good. So one of the things I heard you say, though, and just a couple episodes ago, we talked about obedience and the importance of obedience, is that accountability can be a useful tool in aiding our obedience, right? Our personal mm. rubber meets the road sort of obedience in our life. And that's really important. And uh, again, this, this is somewhat challenging sometimes to talk about because what we don't want you to hear is that accountability is over here and disciple making is over here and never should they come together because we're not saying that, right? We are saying that one is primary, right? So the the primary uh, relationship, the primary way that we should be relating to others as disciples and disciple makers is in this disciple making relationship. But within that, there should be accountability happening, right? We should be asking about things that they have said they're going to do, right? We should be asking if they have sin in their life that they have not yet confessed, they have not yet repented of, if they're struggling against it. We should have those things as a part of our disciple-making relationships. But we feel the need to talk about it because sometimes we had others have taken this piece of disciple making outside of the disciple making relationship and then termed it disciple making and it becomes incomplete and it doesn't lead us towards what we're trying to be and do when we talk about Jesus style disciple making and applying that to our everyday life. The reality is friends is that when we fail to be crystal clear about disciple making, um, it's very easy. It's so common for everything to kind of get lumped into that. And the next thing you know, you're not really making disciples. You're doing a lot of good things, but you're not making disciples. And what our goal is always is to help you make Jesus style disciples, right? And and this is kind of the Jesus style disciple making model that, that Justin and I see in scripture. And we want to help you see it in scripture as well. And, uh, and we're just super thankful to be on this journey with each and every one of you. So let me give you our takeaway and action step today. The takeaway is accountability and disciple-making are not the same. I know that was really revolutionary, but let me say it again. <laughs> accountability and disciple-making are not the same. The action step, well, we've kind of hinted at it. I've said it outright. Take some time this week and evaluate your disciple-making relationships. Ask the question, am I making disciples or just doing accountability? Am I making disciples or just doing accountability? Friends, we're so thankful for you and to be on this journey with each and every one of you. Hey, do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. That way you don't miss any of our future episodes or bonus episodes coming up. And uh, leave us a rating or review, iTunes or Spotify. And then share this episode with a friend. Maybe somebody who you're discipling. It's a great way to bring clarity. And, uh, and we hope it's a tool in your conversation as you make disciples who will make disciples.